Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea. Welcome to Theater Insider, Travel Talk Theater Radio. Our guest this evening is a fantastic Broadway performer, Josh Breckenridge, who is appearing in that great show on Broadway right now, Come From Away. But he expands himself. Josh has also played off-Broadway. He's been the opening act for friends of his who perform. And, uh, well, let's hear what Josh has to say. Good evening, Josh. How are you? I'm great, Bob. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, my pleasure. Let me ask you a question now. How long have you been involved in theater? Oh, man. Um, I would say I got bit by the bug in seventh grade. I saw a production of Annie at a, at a local college, and uh, I was like, I, I want to do that. Um, and from then on, I kind of started pursuing it. I did, I did uh, theater, started doing leads and, um, and ensemble stuff in, in um, or roles in high school, regional theater, you know, that natural progression. Went to school for it, went to the University of Cincinnati, uh, College Conservatory of Music, where I got my BFA. And then I've been out here in New York for about 14 years now uh, working professionally. So that, that's basically my timeline. <laughs> well, you've also got a great resume yeah. from what I've seen, not only on, on Broadway, but in, in television. You hit two of my favorite shows, Blue Bloods and FBI, oh, yeah. and you've also been on Blacklist. How different is that from Broadway? Oh, man, it is, it is night and day. It's, um, it's refreshing to be on a on a film set or a TV set because it is so different. Um, and it is such a, you know, one of those pipe dreams of mine that now come to fruition. Um, but uh, it, it's, uh, it's good. It's in, it's informative. Both, both theater and uh, TV are, you know, both inform the, the craft for both. You know, there's of course a, a different style of, um, of acting a little more, um, a little more subdued and, and, uh, 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 smaller um, for screen than it is for stage, and um, I notice that when I do film and TV work, um, it informs me as an actor uh, when I do my Broadway show at night, and vice versa. There's always something to learn, and uh, I really, I'm really blessed to have had, um, especially as of late. I think I did three three TV shows this last year during the pandemic, which has been um, incredible, um, and one uh, the year prior. So it's. I hope that I'm just on a roll now and can continue to to do that and, and balance my work amongst uh, all the mediums, you know, TV, film, and theater. I would love to be able to bounce back and forth uh, uh, through all three of them. Well, so, yeah. when you when you're doing when you're doing Broadway, you can play off the audience. You can get a feel for the audience. On television or the movies, you don't get that. Um, is that more difficult for you? Yeah, you know, uh, as an actor who uh, has my roots in the theater and um, uh, who's used to um, a very linear storytelling process, you know, beginning, middle, and end, when you get on a film or TV set, you know, of course, uh, it's not always shot um, in the natural progression of the of the story. It's shot out of order almost 100% of the time. And so that, that took a lot of prep and um, a lot of getting used to for me to you know, just kind of get my head in the game and ready before each shoot. So not thinking of it as a, being aware of my whole character arc, but not thinking of it as, as linear as much as where am I right now in this moment? This is what counts. You know, whereas theater, you're right. You, you have, um, in most instances, a fourth wall, right? Um, the audience is not 
they're privy to what's happening. They're, they're viewing it, but they don't exist to us, the actors on stage. And then there's instances where um, the fourth wall is broken, and we do talk to the audience. Regardless, they are that extra cast member, and uh, their reactions, their, their lack of reactions, their presence um, informs you as an actor on stage. So, yeah, when, you're, when you have grips and all kinds of crew people and creatives on set, uh, for a TV or film, it's it's just a different world. There's a lot more distractions, and I found that it's been quite a challenge, um, but a great challenge to um, to kind of dull out the 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 world, anything that's not involved in the the storytelling of the moment, and um, and effectively tell that story um, not only uh, um, creatively but technically. Well. We talked about Blue Bloods and, uh, what do you call it, the uh, FBI. What roles did you play in those two shows? Uh, Sure. Uh, I played um, an ATF uh, uh, officer on um, FBI and, oh, God, they all, like, blur together now. I played on Blue Bloods. (laughs) I played, um, you know, a a police officer, a young police officer, Um, and then I played – I played everything in law enforcement, you name it, I've, I've played. I've been a um, secret serviceman, um, uh, yeah, an ATF officer, uh, 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 undercover cop, uh, you know, everything. So, um, so yeah, those I definitely both were law enforcement, um, and I found it really interesting to be able to, um, you know, I'm, I'm saturated in that, uh, that, that urban, you know, city you know, police or law enforcement atmosphere out here. I'm able to to watch police officers, to watch people, to to talk to friends of friends who are in law enforcement, and kind of do that nerdy part of the process, which I love, which is um, you know the homework, making sure I, um, I, I I'm effectively and truthfully telling the story of this of this individual, whether it's a real uh, life person or or a fictional one. Um, it's funny when we were on set for Blue Blood. I had to be, I, I completely forgot I was in character and prepping for a scene, and I stepped away from set a little bit to have a little bit of privacy, and I got flagged down by our wardrobe team as they, like, all of a sudden from nowhere, a, a blanket came, like, barreling over my shoulders, and I said, what's happening? And they're like, man, you can't walk around <laughs> in this. We're not about to get sued today or, uh, you know, reprimanded for, uh, 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 what's the term, uh, false. You know, I'm not a police officer. I can't walk around in a police uniform. So uh, it was really interesting to – that was a, a, a humbling and, and eye-opening moment for me to be uh, awakened to, the, to that and the, and the severity of the consequences. Yeah, there's a lot to be aware of, um, a lot more, I guess, or a lot in a different way uh, in, in TV and film versus, versus theater. So I'm learning as I do more of that. I'm learning all these little tidbits and do's and don'ts and, and – uh, tricks and nooks and crannies of the business. It's very, it's very um, rewarding. There, there was an actor some years ago who played a federal agent, and he had the badge in his wallet, stopped by the police for speeding, tried to pass the badge off, and he got arrested for it. Oh, no. <laughs> so we'll, we'll assume that you're a lot more cautious than that. Do you, do you prefer television <laughs> yeah. or movies over the stage or one or the other or all equal? No. I mean, theater is always going to be my first love. You know, I, 
um, I'm always going to have a place for that. And, and uh, of course, like I was saying before, like I would love to be able to juggle all three areas. Um, you know, it, it's nice to get the notoriety and the, the um, I don't want to say validation, but the um, the exposure um, on TV films. You know, you're you're reaching a wider audience, of course. My family members who, you know, I can't even tell you how many times, uh, you know, mostly my non-immediate family who said, oh, yeah, baby, tell me when you're, you know, when you're doing the Broadway in our town. And I'm like, no, auntie, I'm not. <laughs> Broadway is in New York. I'm not, you know, unless I'm doing a regional theater show somewhere or a tour, you're not going to see me. And then, you know, they'll, they'll continue with, okay, well, send me a tape of it. I'm like, it's, that's against union <laughs> rules. I can't send you a tape. So, you know, it's just people that aren't um, muggles, as we call them, non-theater people. Uh, are not too versed in, in uh, the everydays of, of the theater. So so it is nice with film and TV to be able to to, to reach a, a bigger audience. You know, our show was, was filmed, uh, Come From Away was filmed recently for Apple TV+. Plus. Um, and uh, and it's it reached televisions all over the world now. Um, and it's hopefully incentive for folks to come and see the show live uh, in New York. So uh, moments like that are, are huge blessings to the theater community. And it, it's been interesting during this whole pandemic to see that crossover happen because there's a lot of, you know, Diana the Musical, Hamilton, of course, was the, the first as of late. Um, a lot of instances where those two worlds meet. And um, it's been very, very interesting. Yeah. I remember when all this started, I happened to mention when, before we went, went live, a friend of mine, Jimmy Kierstead, uh, is a producer of a number of shows, took home a Tony from uh, uh, Kinky Boots. But Jim, Jim was a guest on the show uh, before the pandemic really hit. And he said to me, he predicted exactly what was going to happen. I told him he was crazy. I don't think it would ever happen. He was right, and it wow. almost devastated not only businesses, but the theater performing com- uh, community had to be almost wiped out. It was scary. It was scary. It really felt like we all had that question mark over our heads. Uh, are we coming back? And if we do come back, we have to get it right because the second people get sick, knock on wood, and, uh, you know, Aladdin had a scare. Um, uh, you know, they had to check on their show one night. That was it um, because of um, a positive case. And they will happen, and we just have to trust the system. But, you know, as, as long as there's fear in the community, um, you know, it, it keeps the butt not in the seats. And that's, that means, you know, theaters are, will be struggling and, you know, that means our jobs will be at risk. And so it's, yeah, it's a trickle-down effect that's very, very scary. But it's nice to be back to work now. We've been back at the show about a month now. Um, and it's, it's, I've been really fascinated and proud of, you know, myself and, and my community for uh, how we've dealt with this time away you know we've all grown we're all different people now um you know uh, more enlightened people but people have taken time you know not just making bread over the pandemic or or you know um or any of those uh trends that have been happening but people have like effectively used their time and and um found either new hobbies or or career paths or you know um uh, they kept busy. I, I myself was able to, uh, you know, how we how we met. I was I was able to 
um, work on an album, um, which was a pipe dream of mine. And, and, you know, you saw me perform a couple of my songs at, at AJ's show off Broadway and, and little performances like that have been really awesome for me, uh, exposure wise. And, and this whole pandemic has been just dedicated to the music, uh, writing, recording, music videos. Um, I got my, my album on a, on a vinyl, on vinyl record now. So I, it's, it's been a busy, busy pandemic for me, and I'm really, really, really fortunate and and happy about it. Oh, that's terrific. Let me ask you, what what roles yeah. are you uh, playing in uh, Come From Away? Sure. Um, so I am the show's uh, dance captain, as well as one of the three male standbys. So for folks listening uh, at home that are not aware of the term standby, um, it, it's often confused with a swing or understudy. A swing typically um, uh, covers uh, ensemble roles. There are actors that are not on stage every night, but they cover ensemble roles. Understudies typically have their own tracks, but also cover um, uh, roles above them, you know, uh, lead roles. And then standbys, um, sorry, there's a siren in the background. Standbys are typically um, folks that are not in the show every night, but cover um, principal roles. So that's what I do. I cover five of the six male ro- roles in our show. So it's, as you can imagine, with that and being the show's dance captain, keeping the... How the do you remember all those lines? Yeah, crazy. Uh, man, it's, once you know this show, it is in your body, in your being. It's a well-oiled machine, and, um, you know, it's, it's a play with music, basically. It's a, it is a musical, but... The whole thing is underscored, and you just have to, you know, I tell when I put in new people in the show, too, I tell them this, you just have to know the show um, backwards and forwards. I feel like I could, any one of our cast members could recite the entire show verbatim, top to bottom. So it's really just getting the show in your bones, and then it's about um, moving the puzzle pieces around. Every time you go on for a different role, it's like, okay, let me get my head in the game for for this track versus this track. And it really is um, what they call swing brain. Uh, it takes a certain <laughs> um, perfectionism and uh, eagerness and willingness for, for failure because it's inevitable um, to do this type of a job, and especially um, at this level, you know, on Broadway. It's, um, it's challenging for sure, but I, I'm having a good time um, meeting the challenge. <laughs> Josh, if somebody wants to... Uh, get hold of not get hold of you, but find out what you're involved in, what you have coming up. Uh, is there a a contact, a link, a, a Facebook page, anything? Sure. Yeah, the most like all inclusive uh, resource would be my uh, website, which is uh, uh, j-breckenridge.com. So it's www.j-breckenridge.com. B-R-E-C-K. E N R I D G E. Um, on that, you'll see my um, links to my music videos on YouTube. Uh, my YouTube channel is J. Uh, Breckenridge. Um, you'll see um, uh, links to my uh, my television reel, my resume. Um, um, also, it'll shoot you towards any um, platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer. Um, I'm on everything. <laughs> every music platform out there. So um, folks are welcome to, to check them out that way individually or, or online. Um, but uh, going to my website is kind of like a one-stop all shop right. for all of that. Yeah. We're going to have to break for a moment. I've got a uh, 
producer over there frantically waving that we have to put a commercial or two on. So hold on. Okay. We'll be right back in just a minute or so with uh, Josh Breckenridge. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Every year you assemble your closest friends to prepare for another season in the knockdown, drag out world of make believe football. You were born with the one skill every manager needs to play fantasy football. Absolutely no skill playing real football. Not so good at catching. Imaginary catches. Imaginary touchdowns. Next up, an imaginary score with an imaginary woman. Good imagination. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh Swami of the sidelines. You may come in dead last, but you're always first with us. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Mike, come on! Mike, what is your deal, oh, man? Oh, come on, man. You've been riding me all day. Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend said. Oh. Baby! Oh, 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 Eat a Snickers. Better? Hey! That hurts. You're not you when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to uh, Theater Insider. Our guest this evening is Josh Breckenridge, and uh, we've been going over. He's uh, involved in a show on Broadway right now called Small Show. You know, nobody's really heard of it much. It's called Come From Away. Fabulous, <laughs> fabulous production. It tells the story of the Canadian town that hosted hundreds of people when they were forced to land after 9-11. Josh, is there any kind of do you find any any negative feedback from people because 9/11 was really not a great day? Yeah, uh, funny you should say that. When we first started the show, there's a lot of apprehensive um, uh, folks in uh, the community that were, um, you know, they, I, I heard comments like, "Well, what are you going to do? Tap dance about towers falling? Like what? Like what is?" It sounds like so distasteful and 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 um, way too soon and all this you know hoopla, uh, but it, it uh, it's really doing the opposite of all of that and um, it's such a cathartic, healing, just gorgeous show. You laugh more than you think you would. You you cry. You it's a roller coaster ride of emotions. And for anybody out there who has been hesitant or um, or know somebody that is of seeing the show, I, I challenge you to, to to jump over that hurdle and, and, and come and see this beautiful show or see it on, or in addition, you know, watch it on Apple TV Plus. You know, our, our show was filmed recently and is on Apple TV Plus. It's, it's, it's a tough subject matter, of course, but um, this story in, in particular about the 38 planes that were grounded in Gander, Newfoundland, um, uh, it's a story worth telling. And every person that the story is about, every real life come from away, as they call them, people who came from away that were not from the island of, um, of, of Newfoundland, um, they all have seen the show. And they all have been um, uh, amazing supporters um, uh, and ambassadors, really, of, the, of, our, of our piece. 
so, and I, we've met every single one of them. Captain Beverly Bass, um, uh, the Kevins, uh, there's a couple on stage, the uh, Mayor Claude Elliott, everybody involved. So it's really a beautiful show, and I, I, we did have, I think we were met with open arms overall, for sure. But, of course, in the very beginning, yeah, there was some skepticism about um, the subject matter of the show and how it would play as a musical. How did you how did you become involved with uh, with this show? How did you land the role and the position? The old-fashioned way. I just I got a call from my agent, come in and audition for this show. Where you played forty, sixty, seventy different people, <laughs> and I said, "What? I got to know uh, a Newfoundland accent. I got to know uh, British New York. Uh, uh, there's a man who is um, is a, a Muslim man who speaks uh, uh, Arabic. So there's a lot of." Um, diversity to the show and that was a big challenge in the audition but I got it and um, you know I, I went in just like any audition it was just one day of auditioning um, I went in read sides for like seven different parts did a bunch of accents sang a couple songs they called me back later that day for the dance audition and then maybe a few days later I, I heard that I got the gig so it was actually a pretty simple you know I've been on job you know auditions that have lasted like six months <laughs> of just being put through the ringer. So this one was a little little easier, but um but yeah, God, it's been just a pot of gold just to be able to you know, I've been with it since technically since two thousand sixteen when we tried the show out out of town in um in Toronto. Um, in Canada. Um and when we went there we actually before we started there we went to Gander, Newfoundland for about four days and did a concert version of of our show. Um, in their hockey rink, which is the largest <laughs> arena, closest thing to a theater that they have there, um, <laughs> or at least at the time. So, you know, we met all the people. We went on location to all the spots. So it's really just been one of those, you know, every every year we go to um, uh, on the Intrepid, on the ship here in, in New York, and do a, a day of service and pack meals for starving people all over the world. Uh, this year, with it being the 20th anniversary of 9-11, as you can imagine, was a huge um, reason to um, get the show and its message out there. You know, we were on Good Morning America. I myself got to perform one of the roles in um, with a, a portion of our cast in D.C. in front of the Lincoln Memorial this year um, for really? the 10th anniversary, which was incredible. I'm talking like, I think there was like 8,000, um, maybe more, 8,000 people that like showed up and um, it was just beautiful. So th- this show is just a gift that keeps on giving um, in terms of memorable, heartfelt experiences that are hopefully, you know, making a change for the better in people. If you can go to a show for 100 minutes and be moved and changed and feel better about humanity for just <laughs> an evening, then we've done our job, you know. So it's, I really do feel like it's an honor to tell this story every night and to um, be connected with this incredible historic piece. As I told you off mic before we started, I I was the first responder there, and it's something that's burned into my my mind. Uh, But from Mm -hmm. what I understand from people who've seen the show, um, they don't take it lightly, but it is really a fabulous experience to, to see the show. It is. It is. You know, we had a chance the first one of our first previews of the show was for the entire audience of first responders. And we had a talk back after, and it was more of a, 
of, of, of us interviewing them uh, than the audience asking us questions because everyone got up and, and had something to say about their own experience and how moved they hello? were to peace. And Hello? Well, it looks like we may have lost Josh. I'm not quite sure what happened over here. I can hear you guys. Josh, hello, hello. are you there? Yep. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hello, hello. Well, it looks like we're going to have a little bit of dead air unless Josh calls back in again. Hopefully he does. I, uh, I can call you uh, Josh, are you there? Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, I'm hello? not quite can sure what me? happened, but welcome back. Oh, yeah, nothing changed on my end. I heard you talking the whole time. I don't know. No. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. Um, suddenly went mute over here. Oh, okay. Well, let me know if that happens again. I, I couldn't tell any different <laughs> okay. on this end. Um yeah, anyways, I was just saying that the, the first responders were, were um, beautifully, um, uh, uh, you know, telling us their stories in such a beautiful and touching way, and the show kind of brought that out. So, um, yes, I think a lot of people who were here uh, during 9-11 or even, you know, just, just alive during that day, um, uh, they all have different thoughts about the show and its experience, but I think overall people's experience when they leave these doors um, this theater is just um, gratitude for the storytelling, for the, the human nature, the doing to others message of the show. Um, it's just a beautiful, uh, universal human experience. Let me jump down a little bit because we're running short of time. We've got just a little over four minutes here. You recently opened okay. Off-Broadway for a friend, AJ. Uh, do you do that yes, often? Uh, <laughs> Open for, and, for friends, uh, Broadway shows, Off-Broadway shows. No, he, um, I was honored that he thought of me. We, you know, he's my Book of Mormon brother. When I was on tour on the road, we, we did that show together, and, um, and I was so honored to, to, to do that, and also it was a great reunion. So, no, I, I, I've had one other performance of my own music in New York, which was in Times Square for Broadway Busters, which is a summer um, event where they bring Broadway performers, who also are songwriters, to uh, have an hour of performing their, their stuff right in the heart of Times Square. So, Besides those two, I have never performed my stuff live, actually. I'm very new to the whole thing, and I'm excited to do more of it. Right. What have you got in the pipeline? What's coming up? Anything? Uh, well, I'm doing this show on Broadway, eight shows a week, so that's one thing. Um, I have a short film that has uh, entered into some festivals that will be circulating uh, soon enough. A um, couple readings. Coming up, I have uh, the release of, I'm releasing a lyric video to one of my songs that was not released on the album, was not one of the four singles that I have. So that'll be interesting. People can catch that on my YouTube channel, um, J.Breckenridge. Um, yeah, there's, there's, and I'm continuing to audition for the next, the next big gig. I actually am working on something um, right after we're done with this call. So <laughs> always busy, busy. <laughs> You you quoted a while back as saying you don't want to be known as that theater guy. What did you mean by that? Uh, I don't know. When out of context, I don't even know what that was referring to. When what what's that quote from? Um, from your bio. I don't even know. <laughs> that theater guy. Right. Let's get let's get beyond that. <laughs> We've oh, got no, no, just no. about two and a half mean, minutes to go. I understand you had wanted at one time to be an interior designer. What changed your mind? Um, well, you know what? I That is a new love that's come about. My mind's not changed. It's very much 
uh, still in that world, and it's just not realistic right at this moment to fully pursue it because of the um, responsibilities uh, with my current job. Um, but it's something that came about like a couple years ago, actually, and I started to I had a choice to either pursue that more head-on during the pandemic or turn towards the music, and I chose the music. So it's something that I, I do love. Um, I do for friends, um, and I hope to get some education under my belt so I can do it more on a, um, a more professional level in the future. You know, we all, as actors, we always got to find some other way to make some money just in case. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Josh, we've got about a minute and a half, but I want to ask you one quick question here, if we can be brief. Sure. Um, I see in your resume also that you were involved in something called Monotony. What is that? Yes, that is the title of my uh, debut album, Monotony. Um, That is also, there's a title track called Monotony, but um, that is the name of my debut album. So, yeah, that debuted about three months ago and is available on, on all platforms. Again, my, my website, j-breckenridge.com, uh, is um, a great resource for monotony um, and uh, a whole heck of a lot of other Josh-related stuff. <laughs> okay. Josh, we're, yeah. we're just running down to less than a minute. I uh, just okay. wanted to say that it was really great having you. I'm glad you were able to make the time away from the show. Uh, this is Bob Nessoff, your host at Theater Insider, also Travel Talk Radio. Uh, Join us next week when we will have a surprise guest. Josh, thanks for coming, and break a leg. Uh, Don't really break it, but, you know, that's what they say, right? (laughs) That is exactly what they say. Thank you, Bob. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. uh, My pleasure. I look forward to seeing you and seeing the show, and, you know, have a great day. Thanks for, for being our guest. Thank you, Bob. Take care. Bye now. Bye bye